0: Hello, hello, goal achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, friends, family, fellow human beings who I love dearly. Hey, it's Hal Elrod. And welcome to today's podcast. Today's episode, this is fun. Today's about the Miracle Morning. It's like a behind the scenes with my team and I talking about how this whole Miracle Morning movie came to be. You know, how do you make a documentary? How do you go from someone that has zero experience in filmmaking to being the executive producer and coming out with this movie that's coming out on 12-12-2020. And I talked today, you get to hear from uh, me, me mostly asking the questions. I do less of the talking, believe it or not, and asking questions of Nick Conadera, the director of the Miracle Morning movie, uh, as well as Teresa Larico, the producer of the Miracle Morning movie. And it was really fun back and forth kind of banter. And there were things that I learned from Nick and Teresa that I did not know about their, kind of what their journey was like filming the movie because I was actually in the hospital for a year of, the filming a lot of it when it was done i, I wasn 't even there for it, and there were also things I learned about just their their heart and their belief and their intention behind this film. I think you 're really going to enjoy this, whether you are a you know miracle morning fan and practitioner or you 're new to the podcast. I think you 're really going to get a lot of value out of this and, and These are two really inspiring individuals, Nick Conadera and Teresa are both very inspiring, and I was inspired listening to Nick share his vision for the film and what he believes it's going to do for people. And then hearing Teresa share the same. So I think you're going to love this episode. And before we get started, I do want to thank our sponsor Organifi. As you probably know, if you're listening to the podcast, Organifi is the first sponsor that we've ever brought on. And uh, that's because I've been a customer and I've used Organifi's products for many, many years now. If you're not familiar with Organifi, they make nutritional products. So a lot of powders. So it's a lot of, you know, I used to take a lot of supplements and now I've switched from taking the supplements in pill form to taking them in powder form. So I scoop the powders right into usually my smoothie or into some water and stir it up depending on the day. And then that's how I get a lot of my nutritional value. So they have like the green juice, for example, which is kind of like a multivitamin, but it's a scoop of powder. It tastes great. You can put it in the smoothie, put it in, again, water or, you know, milk or almond milk or whatever, and take it that way. And again, I use their protein powder. They've got a ton of great products for energy and health and vitality. So if you are interested in those things, check out Organifi.com. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi, dot com forward slash Hal. So go to Organifi.com forward slash Hal and use the code Hal at checkout and you'll get 15% off your entire order. And I hope you find something there that you absolutely love. And one last thing before we get started, you're about to hear all about the behind the scenes, how you make a documentary, how we made the Miracle Morning film. If you would like to join us for the live online world premiere, go to Miracle Morning movie. Dot com. That's com to get all, you can watch the trailer, see all the stars of the film and uh, get all the info and the details on what we're doing on December 12th, 12, 12, 2020 because it is a really cool not just a live online world premiere, but it's an immersive movie experience where you get an implementation training from me directly following the film, followed by a live Q&A where you can ask me questions as well as our team of filmmakers, and then a brand new and improved Miracle Morning 30-Day Challenge for both new Miracle Morning practitioners and seasoned veterans. So, Either way, head over to MiracleMorningMovie.com to reserve your seat. And without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce this conversation that I just had with Nick Conadera, the director of the Miracle Morning Movie, Teresa corazon Larico, the producer of the Miracle Morning Movie, and of course, me. And this is a really fun dialogue between the three of us, and I think you will learn things you've never learned before and get a lot of value. So hope you enjoy this. And I look forward to seeing you at the world premiere on 12, 12, 2020. All right, here we go. Goal achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community. I am staring at two of my favorite people right now, you do not get to see them. You're just going to hear them. But uh, I'm looking at Nick Conadera, my good friend and director, film director, specifically director of the Miracle Morning movie, and Teresa Corazon, Teresa Corazon Larico, the producer of the Miracle Morning movie, and also one of my closest friends. Uh, These are two individuals who have been a big part of my life and supported me and supported the miracle morning movement and the mission and of course created co-created the miracle morning movie and today we're going to give you kind of a behind the scenes on you know the making of the miracle morning movie but how do you make a documentary like how do you go from an idea especially if you're me and you have no idea what you're doing luckily these two knew a little more than i did and uh, how do you turn that into a full-length feature film that is worthy of uh, millions or billions of people watching it, which is hopefully uh, what we have done here. So Nick and Teresa, welcome.
1: Hey, how's it going?
2: How's it going? I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm pumped. So uh, I'm going to start, I guess we'll start the kind of the story of how this movie came to be for those that may not be aware of this. And I'll I'll keep this brief brevity, right, Nick, as we just talked about. But uh, in terms of the movie came to be because, Nick, you came to my house for dinner one night as a friend, of course. And during dinner, you were, sent, you were asking me for kind of, you were brainstorming ideas of your next film, your next project. And I said, hey, why not do a documentary? You're a, you have a lot of subjects that you're very knowledgeable about, you're passionate about, you're a critical thinker. And so I was throwing out all these ideas for you, right? And then after like 30 minutes or more of all these different ideas, you came back and you said, how? What about the miracle morning? why don't we do a documentary on the Miracle Morning? And I think you referenced, you know, the Miracle Morning community, the Facebook group, you've seen, you know, hundreds and thousands of people posting their amazing transformational stories. You said, what if we featured, you know, the stories of all of these people and and, and then got it out to the world and all these things? And I said, great idea. Maybe someday like i'm so busy right now. I can't even wrap my head around that and you kept thank god I mean nick so much credit goes to you, man And i'll I'll keep giving you credit throughout this whole episode But you kept pinging me like hey when are we doing the miracle morning movie? When are we doing the miracle morning movie? And I kept saying Someday I i i i'm busy And then you called me one day and you figured out like my hot button You called me and you said hey, what's your mission in life? And I said to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time and you said what percentage of humanity read self-help books? And I said, gosh, I think it's like 1%. And you said, what percentage watch films? And I said, well, in developed countries, I think it's like the other 99%. It's like everybody. And I literally, I mean, you didn't have to say anything else. I got where you were going. I said, I think we're, we're making a movie. If we're, you know, and your point was to reach, you know, we want to reach over a billion people with the Miracle Morning and empower them to start their day in a peak mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual state to take control of their inner world because our outer world reflects our inner world. And in order to reach that amount of people, you really pointed out that a book is, it's a great media medium, but it's, it's limited in the amount of people that would actually pick it up and read it. It also takes, you know, takes a week or two or three to read a book. Whereas you could get the entire message in 90 minutes, right? Get the, get the whole movie. And so that's when this thing, you and I co-created, we gave birth to this child that is the Miracle Morning. And uh, so let's start there, Nick. What, uh, what was your original, you know, I guess, vision or motivation for the Miracle Morning movie for, for, you know, it's been, gosh, six years since we had that conversation.
1: That's a good question. When an idea comes to you, it's the ones that, it's the ideas that keep coming back that uh tell me like okay well maybe there's something to this and when i first had the i think it might have been before we had that conversation actually the way that i remember it yeah is i was living in washington at the time at my grandfather's house who had passed away and i was very secluded in the middle of the forest the beautiful view of discovery bay and one morning this idea just came out of nowhere that the miracle morning should, should be a movie. And I thought, well, I was just coming off of my first feature film sharp, which is, it's basically a stoner comedy about <laughs> a college kid selling knives is based on cutco. And, but it wasn't, fi- it was an incredibly successful production and it looked like it was made with millions of dollars and the acting was great. And it premiered everybody loved it. It was a huge hit, but financially it was a big failure and so i had I had figured I had mastered my my artistic ability, and I needed to figure out, well, now I need to like master like the the other side of it, the business side of it, the marketing, the financial side of it yeah. and I thought, well, there's already built an audience for something like the Miracle Morning movie, and also it aligned with my values about you know just elevating consciousness. I mean, I always wanted to help the world through my filmmaking, but it wasn't until you coined that term elevating the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time that was that was your mission even way back then that i realized like oh that's that's actually articulates what i want to do perfectly so Mm. it aligned with my values it aligned with your values yeah and it just i think persistence is a good thing to keep in mind here because i kept I, i think it took 18 months after i originally got the idea and i just kept being like when are we going to do this? When are we yeah. going to do this? When are we going to do this? Pleasant persistence. Pleasant persistence. Uh, that's the key. Not being obnoxious about it and getting like a restraining order or anything. Uh,
0: I think I considered that.
1: Yeah. And then you finally said, yeah.
0: Yeah, and talk about this real quick. You were doing the Miracle Morning. I, like, I want to be clear. You are a Miracle Morning practitioner long before this movie was an idea. In fact, you reached out to me. This is how we first connected. Like, you had seen me speak at a Cutco conference back in the day. You reached out. You said, "Hal, I'm making a movie. You know, Sharp. I'm making this movie, and I, I, I was wondering if you would be, you would come be in the movie and just play the role of an MC." And, uh, I was, you know, for anybody to be asked to be in a movie, I was like, well, yeah, of course, you know, I'd, uh, I was like, that's super cool. I would love to. So I went out did a full day. You know, I was there for an entire day, watched you work your magic as a director. And then I got to be on stage and, you know, film this little scene in the movie. But what was cool is, and remind, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you actually part of your process was you were leading your crew through the miracle morning every day. If I remember correctly, something along those lines.
1: Yeah. I, I've had a pretty intense morning routine since, probably since I first moved to LA out of film school. So that would have been 2010, 2011. And I just developed it on my own. It was like, you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs, you need something, you need some framework to set you up to start your day. Cause you don't have structure. Otherwise you don't have a job that you go to every day or school anymore. I was just out of school. So I already had my own morning routine. And then when I heard about The Miracle Morning, I think I actually first downloaded the free... You had an opt-in on, on, on a website and you had a free audio before the book came out. And so I was probably one of the very first opt-ins on your list getting that audio. And I was like, oh, dude, this is great. I'm going to start doing this. And then when production started, the star of the film, Nick Nigro, who's one of my best friends... Uh, we also look alike and have the same birthday and we're both Italian and it's very strange that he played me in the movie, but it's just, huh. we also have the same name. So it's just, it's just yeah, how yeah. it happened. Yeah. But he was living at my house at the time when, during development and pre-production and our producer, Jack Hooker would come over and it's just basically like how... It was mostly me doing it, but we did at some times have a morning routine together, especially the summer before we started shooting because we knew that uh, there were a lot of surfing scenes in the film and we knew that we would have to be in the water for like 12 hours a day for maybe two or three days shooting in the water and we had to be like incredibly physically fit. So we did these trainings on the beach and like Santa Monica and stuff, Venice. And that was like, that was part of our morning routine for a while. But yeah, it it was just, it was something that I think was super important to align our frequencies as, as a crew.
0: Yeah. And I want to say, you know, I said this uh, early on because I'll be very transparent, there were times when I'm like, wait a minute, this is Nick's first documentary. Like, yes, you had made a film, but it was your first documentary. And there were times when I'm like, should I be finding like the world's best documentary filmmaker to do this movie, right? And I, you know, I kept coming back to, and I still feel the same way, that like spiritually, there is no one that should have made the film other than you. Like, I just feel like there is that that authentic spiritual connection that you have to the practice, to the community, to, to me, to my, right. That, that like, no one would have cared as much as you did. I mean, our, our original goal was to make it in one year and we're on year six right now. right? So like, and you were just at my house for a month editing, right? Like, you know, so, I mean, nobody, you know, yeah. Just so, so I just, I want to acknowledge you and thank you, man, that I'm so grateful that we, we've been on this journey for six years and uh, we're, We're almost to the, you know, kind of to the conclusion.
1: Thank you. It's a, it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, brother. Well, and that that leads us into Teresa Larico. So Teresa, you and I met at an Archangel, a Giovanni Marcico's Archangel Academy event, and we connected. And I remember, I actually, you asked me about an event that you put on called Socialite, and you put on these the Socialite event where you put on two different events, one on the east side of Canada and one on the west side of Canada. Two weeks apart, and you sold both of them out. One with seven hundred people, if I remember correctly, and one with over a thousand people. And I was like, "Who is this woman? Like that? You know, we were just trying to do our first event and get like two hundred people there. You know, I'm like, who is this woman that sells out two events? One with a thousand people, one with two weeks apart on two sides of uh, of a continent, like." what or a country and uh so anyway i was i was just so impressed and blown away with you and your energy like anyone that knows you you have such a positive loving giving spirit you're it's contagious it's infectious and uh, and that's how we met and then actually you need to remind me how did it end up you connected me with Robin Sharma and like some other how remind me how did what's your version of the story of how you ended up being the <laughs> producer of the Miracle Morning movie because I'm like it's escaping me yeah
2: like so it was 2015 so it was like about a year out that we needed some divine feminine energy in the mix of the birth That's of true. this child so step in Teresa and I I think after Robin's shoot realized that it's an amazing vision and I'm so aligned with Nick. I was at the time a TV producer in Canada for more than 10 years for CTV and MTV, which is like the MTV of our network, my my degrees in journalism. And I have a very extensive background in television and media. When I had had the opportunity to meet Oprah, I was like, this is a mama. Oh, I'm dedicating my whole life because I saw that the content I was making was superficial. I didn't care about Mm -hmm all the stuff that we were producing and hundreds of thousands of people were watching my content. And I was like, no, this is not in alignment with what I care about, which is systemic leadership, impact, you know, for the planet. And I dedicated my life to making, hum- like I literally looked at her and I'm like, I'm gonna use my whole life to make media that moves humanity forward, period, my whole life. And then I remember meeting you and hearing about Nick's amazing vision and our alignment with making positive content. And then you had felt that Nick and I should connect because he had such a soul for like the same thing my soul was like committing my life to. And then I was like, we need other elements, like different people, like the Brendan Bouchards and like the people from The Secret. And we need to get all this to support the importance of Miracle Morning's message because they're practitioners as well. And it was just like this amazing thing. And then you and I talked about you know becoming a producer and part of the movie and what that would look like and all the people i would bring into the movie to help support the overall vision and then it would just happen and then we're like let's go and then nick and i were like we did our first shoot with brian i think it was brian johnson was our first baby and we've been shooting all around the world and all like just getting as much interviews as we could possibly get to move it forward but that's really how it began
0: I do remember the conversation. You know, you had you you knew Brendan or sorry, you knew Robin Sharma. And actually, I want to ask you in a second about how you're able to get all these incredibly famous, difficult people to get access to. You get access to all of them, but you you connected me with Robin, and I was a huge fan of his work. You know, he wrote The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, The Five AM Club, most recently. And after that shoot, I, re- I do remember me and you and Nick sit, standing in like the lobby of Robin's office, and you're going, you're like, hey. We need to get. I was like, you know, who is
1: this person? Why is she here?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's Nick's thought. Who is this person? Why is she here? And uh, and then, Teresa, you were like, we need to, yeah, wh- who else can we get in the film? And you were name dropping all these people that you could, you know, uh, Dr. John Gray, who mo- wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and Marcy Shimoff, who wrote Happy For No Reason, you know, and all these, you're naming these people and you're like, oh, we can get these people in the film. And then, yeah, you know, within a few conversations, you ended up being the producer of the movie. And that's what I want to ask you is, how are you able to get access to so many famous people who are difficult to get access to, you know, your events, you had Seth Godin and you had Robin Sharma and you had all these different people. And then in the film you were able, you know, we have Brendan Burchard and who you, you like, you know, hunted down, you went you flew to Vegas to meet with him and you met his mom. And it took multiple uh, attempts to be able to, you know, to to get Brendan in the film. And, you know, we have Lewis Howes and uh, Mel Robbins and Layla Ali and on and on. And, you know, some of those are, are really serendipitous, but, uh, but yeah, how I just, I'd love for people listening to know what is your ninja strategy that you're able to get access to these people that are so difficult to to gain access to.
2: Yeah. I think the first thing is I'm a student of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich at the age of 19. I have that in me. And I'm also personally, I was mentored by someone who owns the rights to it in seven countries. So in my mind are the principles of Think and Grow Rich at a very young age. And I think when you have a dream, and it's really like what Nick said, Oprah calls them whispers. It just comes to you. And for me, that's divine. It's a divine download. Like Miracle Morning is your mission. You know, this movie is Nick's mission. Like Socialite at the time was my mission at the time. And it was like, when you listen to that and you get so aligned with that vision and that thing that's inside of you. and. You get committed to it, you know, like you say, with unwavering faith, things start to happen and you start meeting people, miracles start happening, people start coming in your life. You're like, what is today's awesomeness? And I think at the time, like, you know, I had launched Socialite, I had never been an entrepreneur, I never did anything. And Richard Branson opened my first event, right? And we surprised the thousand people. People are like, how do you get all these people? And what's the secret sauce to all of that? And I think it's being able to really be aligned with your mission and then having. Like as an example, you know, if we do a miracle morning number two, I am fully clear. I want to get Elon Musk, Michael Jordan, and I'm declaring this before it's already real in the world. I'm saying that this is the intention, and this whether it happens, it's not. But I think some secret sauce you can do is if you're a person that has a dream right now that you want to get to these really big influencers, you got to be someone who adds value first. You cannot be the kind. This is even as a human. When people come to me, they're like, Oh, Teresa, I want it's all I want. And I think the people who win in life are the ones who are like, Let me find out what's important to you, add incredible massive value to you and your life first, and then come to you about what can we do together, you know? It was not, hey Hal, I'm this Teresa chicken, blah 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 blah. It was no, let me add massive value to what you're up to. Have you win your game? And then at the time when it comes to me wanting to play anything in the world, like are you more likely to help me? A hundred percent because I added massive value to you first. So that's number one. Number two is to have when you become what I call a win-win person, it means that in every interaction that you have with any human you have, you always have both of you as a whole winning. Not this, what can I get for you? What can I get? Like, that's why I don't like the word networking. I actually, It's like, you know, because you're catching something. Let me get something from you for me to benefit. It doesn't work yeah. like that. How do we all, see, love just confirmed too. <laughs> how, do you, how do we all win? And then not only that, I think when you come at, at the point, like I'll give you with Seth Godin, Seth made me prove myself. Like he made me really get core to who am I serving? And at the time I was serving a thousand entrepreneurs and a thousand heartbeats to think about people, planet, prosperity, and that businesses should not just be focused on just money. So when you come to meet someone who you want is very influential, say you want to get to... Richard Branson, or say you want to get to Hal Elrod, they got to know what the win is for you and what value that they're going to bring to you and your mission. And if they approach you like that, they're more likely to say yes than just talking about their accomplishments and what they can, you know what I mean? Like be someone who adds value and incredible value to other people's life first. And then I think because my mission was serving so many, we're talking about thousands to date, I've served Canada, which I love Toronto, Canada, thousands of small businesses and, and entrepreneurs and startups. And when you become what we call a servant leader, where you're actually serving for the greater good, other people that are up to the same thing will want to help you. They yeah. will look at you and be like, yo, this girl's up to helping a thousand young girls. Let's go. I am going to support her to help, you know? And, and then also if you come from Yeah. Just sort of like the, what's good for the planet. Like, I'm not just thinking about me and my brand and what's good for me. I have the planet on my, on my phone right now, like as my screensaver reminding me who I work for. And so I think when people see that in me and see my heart the intention, other leaders on the same frequency will want to be like, Hell yeah, I'm in like, I don't have Michael Jordan right now, but you better believe that's on my mind because the miracle morning is such an incredible movement. And if people do savers, it will fundamentally transform their life as a leader. they will be a better father, a better mother, a better human. And so my heart's intention is pure to be like Michael Jordan. I need to know what your morning routine is because you have things in you, but you can help move all the young boys who look to you for your example that you can help raise right now. And so letting us film your morning routine and extract what the awesome advice you have for other people. Can you do that? Will you do that? And watch what miracles will happen. So yeah, think big and better yet do big.
1: I would also like to add to that. I think Teresa is also, her personality is really contagious and she's got a huge heart and she, like she is a star And I think when you're dealing with stars, you need to be a star and she definitely is one.
0: one Oh, thank you Amen Appreciate to that it. Drop the mic well said. well said, mic drop So wonderful, Teresa, I love, I love listening to you because you speak unlike how most people speak You speak, you think big, you see big, you act big and it's all from a big heart So I, I love that uh, I want to ask you guys some questions like some of the things around filming this movie and Nick actually I'll start with you. You had filmed a full-length feature film like you said it was a, you know a, a Stoner comedy right which you know, sharp great movie sharp-movie.com is that the website? Affirmative. All right, sharp-movie.com. Really fun movie. The and and I you get to see me for, you know, a minute which is cool. But what was the difference between filming what, you know, what is known as a narrative, which is a scripted film with actors that are, you know, you write that you literally write the story and then people get to act out what you wrote versus a documentary, which you, you know, and I'd love to hear even your creative, uh, like, how do you, how do you create a documentary? What's the difference between that versus a narrative film where there is no script and there are no actors.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And that was a challenge for me because I am traditionally trained as a narrative filmmaker. I've been making, writing my own scripts, working with actors, working with a cinematographer since I was 13. Mm. And I went to film school specifically for writing and directing. So I had been doing that for a really long time and translating those skills into documentary. I didn't quite know how I was going to do that, but I just trusted in myself because... I knew the storytelling fundamentals, and I think those are the same in any medium, really. It doesn't matter if it's film or writing or uh, oral storytelling, speaking, like you're a speaker. They're the same. And for me, I just had to... Well, the difference to answer your question, the difference between narrative and documentary, mostly is narrative. The story is predetermined. We know how it's going to end. We know what everybody's going to say. We know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Documentary is the opposite. You have to follow the story to see where it goes. And I knew that fundamental. And I'm pretty good with a camera in my hand. Magical things tend to happen when there's a camera in my hand. So I just trusted that we need to just trust the process and keep moving forward and something will happen. And I did understand intuitively that in order to engage millions of people and keep them interested from minute 1 to minute 90 we can't tell a story about quote unquote the movement the miracle morning movement because there's no story there we can't make a science like a science report interviewing all these scientists and doctors explaining the value behind morning routines we really need one main through line for the entire film which is going to be about somebody that we really like who's trying to get something that's very challenging and we're going to see them struggle to get that and we're going to see if they actually get it or not whether they get it or not is irrelevant because there's there's value in both uh, outcomes and to me the most obvious choice was how and there was a lot of conflict um <laughs> throughout the entire making of the film because i kept saying this is what it needs to be and how i think you had a little uh, some hang-ups about being in front of the camera and being the star of it and um i think eventually you got over that and you sort of accepted that you know it's in order for us to make a movie like a real like hollywood film that that millions of people are going to be engaged watching it has to be entertaining and it has to speak to people's hearts and it has to engage them emotionally so that we can teach the content we're trying to teach. And the best way to do that is through a character that we really like. And who doesn't love Hal? He's like the most goofy, lovable person I've ever met.
0: <laughs> I love it. Nick, uh, well said, man, that was all really well said. And I wonder, Teresa, I don't know if you had this thought, but you know, you talk about you've got to see this character, he's got to str- or he or she has to struggle to get what they want. Did you somehow give me cancer Nick? Were you like this movie needs a twist?
1: So, <laughs>
0: you poisoned really, my drink or something. What happened?
1: It's really interesting. I do believe in divine timing. Mm. And this movie, I'm a very impatient person and I get very frustrated when I'm waiting. And this I've never movie has taken
0: working with you. I don't-
1: <laughs> <laughs> this movie has taken so long and we even sat on it for 2 years and did nothing for many different reasons, but I truly believe that there was a reason why it took so long. And we didn't, we didn't have that story. I was just following you on your ambitious mission to, to elevate the, well, at the time it was changing 1 million lives one morning at a time. And then it, your mission, the the main characters mission in the film changed to millions of lives. And then it changed to elevating the consciousness of humanity. And I was just following you on your mission, but there wasn't really any story. But uh, like I said, magical things tend to happen when there's a camera in my hand. I don't know. That's just that's just my gift that I'm here to share with the world. But then you got cancer, and I was like, okay, well, this is the movie now. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I can't work. I can't make a movie. I can't pay you. Like, I, I, I can't you do anything right now.
0: Hold, and you're like, nope. <laughs>
1: and i'm like no i'm going to show up at your hospital bed with a camera and this is the movie now and i i i didn't see clearly how what this had to do with morning routines i didn't know at the time but i trusted the process again and i trusted that if we just follow the story it will become something bigger than we could have ever possibly imagined we it's going to become something bigger than we could have written down on on paper written in a script and eventually the film the film started out as morning routines are powerful enough to give you whatever you want, you know successful business, any amount of money or the relationships that you want, but are they actually powerful enough to save your life and then it became about the real value of morning routines, like this deadly cancer that the main character got. is his morning routine going to actually save his life, and you're still here, so everybody knows the ending to that,
0: yeah. Yeah, it worked, man. Yeah, no. And, and thank you for, once again, that was your pl- pleasant persistence and having, you know, the foresight to see that you were filming what, you know, the bigger picture of what you were filming and, uh, and the fact that you, you know, you pleasantly persisted to record, uh, such an intimate look at, at me fighting the cancer. And in terms of cancer, you know, or, or sorry, not cancer, but the miracle of wanting to be able to save your life. You know, Teresa, for anyone that doesn't know, you were hit by a bus in, you know, on Easter Sunday, a few years ago when I had cancer and both you and I were in the hospital, like FaceTiming each other and you had a whiteboard with your miracle morning and every day your nurses had it was like four hour miracle morning, they had to check off all of your savers. And so it's so wild. Like, again, just the that you and I were both doing our miracle morning in the midst of the most unimaginable circumstances either of us had faced. And yeah, the miracle morning amongst other things, saved both of our lives. So it um,
2: really did. And like, you know how I think it was, I just like Nick and un- I align that everything happens in divine time. Me getting hit by a bus was not part of my, I had literally just flown in to shoot the interview with Brendan to go to Vegas, to be like, be in this movie. And I came home only for Easter weekend to say, I love you to my family. Thank you for loving your crazy entrepreneur daughter. It was my sister's birthday. My dad's birthday. I just flew in. I went to Easter mass at St. Michael's Cathedral in Toronto with the intention to just be there for the weekend and fly back to LA. And I went to Easter Sunday Mass and right after Mass, my heart felt I wanted to thank God one more time by myself. So Love and I went to an empty cathedral just to thank God for all the blessings of our life. I'm like crying, like thanking him for my life and everything. And right after that, I got hit by the bus. So it's almost like my soul knew something was going to happen. It was either asking God to like, I don't know. So they found me crushed under the bus in a pool of blood and they brought the body bag and they thought I was dead and they found a heart pulse. And so they rushed me to St. Michael's hospital and it's the rest is history, as you said. And I think adversity, humanity right now with COVID has been hit by a bus in a way. And the fact that this movie is coming out now to serve in such a beautiful way at this time in our historical times, I think was divinely meant to be. And it showed the lesson I got was that adversity And any adversity is an opportunity for someone to tap into their soul's gold, to discover things about them and their greatness they they would never have discovered had that cancer not been given to you, all the things that Nick happened to the bus hitting me, we would not have discovered our soul's gold had we not been given that adversity. And I really believe that this project is divinely blessed and will reach millions and it's far beyond any one of us on this project. So super excited for all of you. And Leila Ali herself gave tips that she learned from Muhammad Ali, her father, on how to have a champion mindset through times like this and in morning routines, So I'm very excited for everyone to see the movie, to see all the wisdom that has been
0: dropped by so many people. Yeah. I, I don't want to say anything else. You Both of you just yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to watch it. So yeah, and, and we have, you know, thank you for all of our team, Akira Chan and Chip Franks and Tiffany, uh, Brianna, Simon Josh, and Josh Eidenberg and Brianna Greenspan. Like we've got a huge team. There's only three of us here, but I just want to acknowledge that the, the, the and and my mom and my dad it i mean like the amount of love and energy and time and community and collaboration that went into this project uh 6 plus years of it not to mention the lifetimes before that 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 created who we are that we're able to make the film i'm so so excited and uh, this is the next step for us for the Miracle Morning community to elevate the consciousness of humanity one person and one morning at a time. And if you uh, do not yet have your ticket, go over to miraclemorningmovie.com. That is miraclemorningmovie.com. You can watch the trailer, which is you know two and a half minutes of awesomeness that Nick created. And yeah, grab your ticket. We're doing a live world premiere. It's gonna come with a full immersive experience that includes an implementation training right after the film, followed by a live Q&A with me. So you can ask me questions and Nick and Teresa, the whole team. Followed by a brand new and improved 30 day challenge. And then we just decided today, actually, I'll, I'm gonna keep that next one a surprise. There's also one more surprise that you're gonna get, but I gotta confirm a couple of things, so I don't wanna prematurely announce it. So, everybody listening, uh, I love you. Thank you for being a member of the Miracle Morning community. And it truly is together as members of humanity, as we each wake up and dedicate time to our personal development, to elevating our own consciousness. That we get more present to the impact that our thoughts, our words, and our actions are making in our lives on the people around us and on the planet. And together, one day at a time, one morning at a time, we are truly elevating consciousness. And I'm so grateful to be a part of the Miracle Morning community and to be on this journey of life with all of you. So, Nick and Teresa, I love you. Thanks for joining today. And uh, I can't wait to see all of you on 12 12 2020 at the world premiere of the Miracle Morning movie. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and
1: exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.